it begins with when hinges creep. And knockers knock. <laughs> when hinges creep in doorless chambers. Uh-huh. What's after that? <laughs> Fill in the blank. Um, when do, was it again? When hinges creep in doorless chambers. When Marla Maples meets... <laughs> her maker. Meets her makers. <laughs> and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candle lights... Gleam. Flicker. Flicker. Where the air is... Thicker. Deathly still. That is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with... Pills. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that'll be the um the retheming for the the fiftieth anniversary of Disney World. We are back with episode twelve. Buy Haunted Mansion merchandise and put it on your shelves. Once again, it is Kate joined by the man who creates his own sympathetic vibrations after eating too much fiber. Patrick. Hey, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm I'm so excited for this episode. This is so much fun. This has become our laundry time too. <laughs> <laughs> we record in our basement uh, simply because we can we can keep our stuff down here and not have to take it down each week. And yes, it's also our reminder to do some laundry. <laughs> so yeah. So every once in a while, you hear our washer or dryer finish its cycle with a little tune. That's it. Yeah. But I'm I'm sto- so stoked for this episode. The oh. Haunted Mansion is my favorite Disney attraction of all time. I cannot wait to start talking about all the details, the history, um, what it's like today, where you can find it. It's 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 a very fascinating uh, attraction. Where you can find it? There's different locations throughout the globe. Mm. Did you not know that? Yeah, I did. I thought maybe like in the park we were going to talk like geographically yes. <laughs> in the park where it's located. It's moved. Do you know where it is? <laughs> Um, and let's see what else we discovered this week, uh, a site called chartable, which tells you where your podcast is in the charts under its respective category. Oddly enough, when we released our mini sode, which was last week, we were at position 154 in travel out of, I mean, 155. it, it goes up. No, oh. I mean like, it, I think now we're like a thousand cause we haven't had a new episode in, in almost a week. No, we um, obviously you're the best on the day of your episode debut. So thank you for listening. It, that's really awesome. Um, I saw Disney podcasts as high as slot number three, hmm. which we is can saying aspire something. For we that. can aspire that high. Cool. Okay. Uh, our question of the week was if you had to pick being stuck in a monorail car for an hour or in the guest service line for two hours, which would you pick? Great question, and this is very interesting. I haven't read the answers, mm-hmm. and I see there's a number of them. I'm excited there's for that. There's a ton of answers this week. Yeah. Matilda Mouse, which is a new Disney podcast that we met on Instagram, said, we want both. <laughs> <laughs> they would like both. But if we can't have both, we'll take the monorail trap. Oh, see, no. I, I, see, I would say the monorail nap. But, oh, right. yes. Very good. Elena Paw 36 said monorail car because there is air conditioning instead of standing in the heat for two hours. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Sherry L. said, neither would bring out my cheerful side, but if I had to pick, I think it would be the two-hour guest service line. I'd just pretend I was in line for a ride. Yeah, yeah. We say we make that comment all the time when we're in line for a ride, or we're, when we're in line anywhere. With a real-life animatronic at the end. <laughs> Megs H. said, neither. Both just gave me a massive panic attack just looking at the pics. Sue H. said monorail. As long as I was sitting, I would just pull out my phone. Yeah. 
Miles and Memories for Travel Forever said Monorail. And last but not least, Seth M. said, is there a third choice? Possibly a bullet behind my right ear. <laughs> Can we work something out, you think? A little too soon, Seth. A little too soon. Seth is a friend from the Jock and Nerd podcast group on Facebook that we are both a part of. Um, a, a podcast that we listen to and have been on a couple we love, times. We love the podcast. Love Imran and Anthony over there. If you are into geek culture, we strongly oh, urge you to go that's, subscribe. That's your only stop. Your only stop is right there. Yeah, very, very thorough podcast. Um, they talk about just a little bit of everything on there. So mm-hmm. look them up. In our segment, Questions with Cap and Jim on social media, we asked Cap and Jim, what's the best place to take a nap in the Disney parks? Well, obviously, it's on the monorail when it breaks down for two hours. That's <laughs> yes, very good. Um, Cap and Jim had a lot of responses yeah. for this question. Uh, he, he said to us initially, now you're talking to an expert. In no particular order, <laughs> Hollywood Studios is his area of expertise. Uh, he suggests going over to the Muppet area. And even the attraction itself is a good spot for a nap. Now, I'd be curious to know if Jim thinks that it will continue to be a good place after uh, Star Wars Land opens. Oh, I think it'd be an even better place. I don't know, because there's one of those entrances over there, I think. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Yes, very good point. He also said if you are uh, resort hopping, the Contemporary is a lovely place for a nap. The first, second, and third floors, specifically. Go to the convention area where there are no events going on. You Ever can take a little nap? No, when? Why when do there, they have a convention? When there, oh, okay. when there are no events, he said Epcot's tricky depending on the time of year, but that the seas, the UK Pavilion back in the courtyard, and China are his top picks. But he did not mention yours. <laughs> no, mine. Mine would be the inside the American Pavilion on the cold, cold, sweet, cold marble floor. Yeah. He also said Coronado Springs would be true because it's also a convention center. So go find that when there's nothing going on. The Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach Club convention areas see too much foot traffic, so that would not be a good spot for a nap. Use the boats between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. The low hum and slow speed is very relaxing. And uh, that was it. So thanks, Jim, for your input on that. We salute you, Captain Jim. And then uh, we had a Twitter poll, something new that we tried this week. Who is your favorite Haunted Mansion character? And the clearing out winner were the Hitchhiking Ghosts. We also the had grim, options. Grinning? No, because we had options for Madame Leota, the singing bus, who sing Grim Gr- Grinning Ghost, and the bride, hmm. Constance Hatchaway, as we found out her name is. Huh. Some shout outs this week. We want to say hello to new friends, Disoriented, a Disney podcast. We met them on Instagram. And you want to know why they're lovely? Tell me. Because they're from Buffalo. What's that mean? That means that they speak properly. Oh, they mm-hmm. extend their vowels, make their vowels go wide. Yeah, like you should. Mm. As one should. So thank you guys for you saying hello. You are a recovering <laughs> New Yorker. I have a little PTSD still. I, I get pulled back in every now and then. Yeah, you and, do. Yeah, you yeah. Do. Our ear fan of the week is another Disney podcast called Matilda Mouse. Brand new podcast, two episodes in, uh, husband and wife duo. Very what? lovely. That's horrible. Why would they do that? Oh, I don't know why any married couple would want a podcast death, together. Death right Just there. Just breaks you apart. Reminder that if you'd like to check out our show notes or anything about the show, go to our website, earfulpod.wixsite.com slash podcast. And if you'd ever like to leave us some feedback or a question, you can call into our voicemail line, 814-314-9482, and it will send you straight to voicemail. How's that working for us? Not great. (laughs) Not great. I haven't gotten a single phone call. You did. (laughs) <laughs> you called in one day. We wanted to see if it was working because we worked. got nothing. It, it, it did work. We were like, oh, I wonder if the notifications aren't working. We're like, no, it's working. Nope. Just no one's no calling. No one's calling us. So, hey, if, you, if you're the first caller, uh, uh, well, <laughs> we will. Well, what are we going to do? 
we will send you a sticker. Oh my gosh. Yes. Does that sound good? Do we good? have a sticker? Sure. <laughs> we can. We'll go buy a sticker. We had stickers we printed out ourselves and they weren't they did not turn out great. No, no. Our printers on the way out. Our our printer looks like R2D2. It's that big. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's literally that big. So we're in the market for a new printer. Hmm. But anyway, let's get to some news clips. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. So we are, let's see, today's the 10th. We're about 12 13, two weeks out from D23, yeah. there's a secret project that's going to be announced. I saw that in the time slots. They so actually it? call it a secret project. What is it? Oh, there's a lot of speculation. Oh, I'm so Tons. excited. I so, personally think they're going to in, they're going to wheel out Bob Disney. <laughs> in a wheelchair? Like, wheel him out? Yes. Well, that's how he... That's he, No one's ever asked this, but he can't walk. Wh- wh- why? <laughs> because he's in a wheelchair. I know. But, no, yes. that's, that's his own choice. It's safe oh. that way. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. He's no no accident befell no, him. No, 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 He's perfectly healthy. Gotcha. He just it's much more safer in a wheelchair. I understand. Yeah. All right. Well according And he gets to go to the front of the lines. Oh, that's perfect. And he's Bob Disney. I mean he would anyways. He's Bob Disney. <laughs> he's Bob Disney. Yeah. According to the schedule for D twenty three, on Saturday, August twenty fourth, from one thirty to two thirty PM, Disney will be discussing a secret Walt Disney Shh. Company project. Shh. We don't know what it means, but the uh, the other interesting fact is that this secret project will not be discussed at the Disney Plus panel, the Walt Disney Studios panel, the Disney Parks Experience panel, or the product presentations. It's its own presentation. It's standalone. So what are we thinking? Oh, you had a theory. I I do, but it's more of like a hopeful theory. I don't think. I doubt it will come true. And no, that, and that think... is that they've acquired the ability to have Marvel in the Florida park. Well, that was all part of the agreement when they bought Marvel, so I highly doubt that's it. I highly doubt that's it. I don't know. I mean... Well, it's a secret project. Oh, I have another theory, too, that I've been reading about. There's a fifth park on the way. They have the land. We've have seen land. that. Yeah. What, what do you think they would call that? The life and times of Bob Disney. Oh my God! Oh, the ramps. Think of wheelchair, all the ramps. Wheelchairs for all. <laughs> Must be in a wheelchair to wheelchair. enter the park. Now, does Bob Disney ever switch to like a scooter? Oh no, those are deadly. Let's talk about experiences and shows. <laughs> During the opening of Galaxy's Edge, Disney's Hollywood Studios will have two Fantasmic shows per night. Oh my gosh! Traditionally, there's only been one. You so, are. You should be in heaven. I know. And you're going to go to both. Well, I think. I think. Wait the, a minute. How are they going to do that? Well, they're going to have them at eight thirty and ten. But it's not dark enough at eight thirty in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. How are they going to? It's pro- duskish. How are they going to project things on water? They don't. Pro- oh well, yeah. Yeah, they do. No, I think it. I think it's. I think it'll be late enough. Okay. Disney will make darkness. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the Imagineers will cook something up. <laughs> so from August 29th to September 2nd, there'll be two shows. So it's just the weekend of the opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, it's okay. not for a long period of time. Okay. There is a, now a new location for Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in, in the kingdom. Uh-huh. Um, this is located at the Grand Floridian Resort. Ooh. And this boutique joins 
the other boutiques in Disney Springs Marketplace and the Cinderella Castle in Magic Kingdom. Disney Springs Marketplace mm-hmm. has a bippity-boppity boutique. It does indeed, and I that is always an option for those that. that cannot get into the castle, which is a very popular location. My my, When my girls were little, we took them to the bippity-boppity boutique. And I, the, it was a wonderful experience, with the exception that they tie their hair back so tight they had headaches. They pass out. <laughs> they had headaches. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> truly, no. truly. We're going back to the hotel early. That's right up there with my idea for Disney Jail. Oh, dear. Just tie their head, tie their heads back so tight that they pass out. Their heads? Their heads. Oh, my <laughs> Their gosh. hairs on their heads, yes. Oof. Yes. Um, the Grand Floridian has a very special backdrop themed like the Beast's Castle, which is a nod to the theming of the soon-to-be changed and transformed Misner's Bar which is going to be reopening the fall, themed under Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, there is also a brand new carriage package, which I found very cool, because normally with these packages that you buy for your young children, they get a dress, they get a tiara and crown. And this package includes, if you don't want to get all dressed up, a T-shirt, four new hairstyles, hair bows, halos, and colored ponytails. Can, can I have that when we go? I want four hairstyles. You want it for yourself oh, or for me? No, I want it for me. You want it for you. I want to see what four hairstyles I come up with my hair. As your Disney travel agent, yeah. it is my duty to tell you that you could have you cannot be over the age of twelve. Well, I mean technically. No, I mean literally you oh, can't be right. over the age right. of twelve. All right. Yeah. All right, Sorry, Patrick. Okay. Let's buy some merchandise. Oh boy, this was perfectly timed for this episode. The Haunted Mansion is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary, as you know, and there is a poop ton of merchandise now available to commemorate the occasion. Um, I was worried that this was only going to be for Disneyland because the Disneyland attraction is the one celebrating the 50 years. Oh, The one in in Walt Disney World is a little bit younger. Sure. It it was not, it was probably like, I think, four or five years later for the actual opening of Disney World. Hmm. So um, there's a ton of Mickey ears that are themed for the Haunted Mansion's 50th t-shirts. Alex and Annie have a special charm and bangles. Pandora has three charms as well. There's limited edition pins. And now some really neat things. Guests can buy something called a host a ghost They are jars that host a spirit of your choice. When you tap the jar, your spirit will begin to materialize and be displayed on the jar. Well, yeah. fascinating. Um, you can choose between the bride... Professor Phineas Plump, the Hatbox Ghosts, and more. You know what I want? Mm. I want the scared puppy. The scared. Oh, in I the graveyard. The but he's not. A, he's not a happy haunt. He's not dead. How do you know? Because well, he's with the caretaker. Oh, he's okay. not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, both parks are going to feature merchandise. If you're in Disney World, Memento Mori, Ye Old Christmas Shop, and the Frontier Trading Post are where you're going to find most of the merchandise. There's also cupcakes, there's special Funko Pop figurines, there's magnets, there's a toy replica of the Doom Buggy vehicle, and speaking of the Funko Pops, there's a ton. And I have a picture in the, in the show notes for you to look at, Patrick. I know mm-hmm. that you like pictures. I like pictures. Speaking of the Funko Pops, there's a ton. And what they've done, luckily, is if you're not down there right now, that you can still get these Funko Pops by visiting certain stores. Um... They have probably six or seven actual Funko figurines. They have tiny mini keychains. Hot Topic and Target have store exclusives. However, Madame Leota, you can only get her in the parks. So hopefully they'll still be there when we get there in about, I don't know. Yeah, didn't you have an interaction with Disney this week? I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, on our Twitter account, uh, Walt Disney World actually responded to 
us saying how sad we were that we wouldn't be able to get down there and get get the merchandise. And they're like, don't worry, you'll be able to make it. And I'm like, yeah, but who will hold the merchandise for me? And they said, well, hopefully there'll be some leftover when you get yeah. here. And Not the answer you were looking no, for. No, I was like, we'll, get, we'll ship you one for free. I'm from the Earful I Podcast, and I'm a Disney yeah. Channel yeah. It just becomes a vocal fry after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good news, if you wanted to get some special magic bands... They have now come out with brand new premium upgradable magic bands, uh, including Flynn Rider, Cusco, Galaxy's Edge, Christmas-themed ones, and also Halloween-themed ones. And um, some of those, like we just said, are premium, uh, which I would, uh, the ones for Galaxy's Edge are $15 instead of $10. Not bad. So not yeah, bad. You're, you're getting a, like a $25, $35 magic band for $10 to $15. Yeah, I mean, not like the bags that they've charged now. Oh my Disney. God, what no. a price hike. Yeah, right. In Disney Springs, <laughs> Patrick, do you like cookie dough? Uh, only the raw stuff with eggs, yes. Well, that would be cookie dough. Well, no, they make fake cookie fake dough. Fake cookie dough. No, edible, I, edible cookie dough. I love all cookie dough. Which, which side note, <laughs> they make edible cookie dough as if they're saying that cookie dough is not, <laughs> not edible. It isn't. <laughs> it's very edible. <laughs> all kinds. Yeah. But a cookie dough food truck is coming to Disney Springs. It's going to be called Cookie Dough and Everything Sweet. Yeah, I'm at an age where if I like take a spoonful of cookie dough and eat it, I regret it instantly. No, really? no, no. I love the taste of it. It feels really good going down, and then my stomach's like, "What is this?" Seriously? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm <sighs> not there yet. But the truck is going to be located near the other food trucks at Disney Springs West Side. A couple of menu items that you might want to try: mm-hmm. the mini mouse taco uh-huh. might be for you. Uh-huh. It has peanut butter fluff cookie dough, caramel sauce, whipped cream, a cherry, and a chocolate mini bow served in a waffle taco. Okay, so now we know the first thing we're going to do when we go down and stay on the 16th floor, we're going to get one of those tacos. We're going to have the food truck brought up to the 16th floor. Yes. Yes. Our own personal cookie dough truck. A second patron just opened up. Yes. Uh, You also might want to try the Celebration Parfait, which includes Celebration Cookie Dough with a Celebration Mickey Cake, vanilla custard, strawberries, whipped cream, and a cherry on top. Parfaits are delicious. Parfaits are maybe the most delightful thing ever. <laughs> if uh, cookie dough is not your thing, there's another ice creamery coming to Disney Springs. Ample Hills is going to have a second location in the Springs. There's already one located at the boardwalk. Okay. All right. Stop. What's what? Stop. stop what, stop. what, what? Ample Hills? Ample Hills. What? Doesn't sound dirty to you at all? No. Why would it sound dirty? Ample Hills? Listen, you're the one making this dirty. <laughs> And using, using your hands to demonstrate what you're talking about. <laughs> I was talking about my arthritis that I have in my hands. I, I pictured low, rolling, big hills. What did you picture, Patrick? My arthritis in my hands. Okay. Um, and also, if that doesn't satisfy your sweet tooth, there is going to be a churro cart. Yes! In Disney Springs called the Sunshine Churro Cart. It will serve classic and gourmet churros. Churros like strawberry cheesecake, watermelon, cookies and cream, salted caramel, fruity cereal, milk chocolate dipped, spread in chocolate hazelnut. So churros. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tie everything in here. Okay. I'm gonna tie everything in. Okay. You just announced all these wonderful food things that are coming to Disney, and you also talked earlier about a surprise announcement. I now know what the prize is. I have. I also is. have an idea. What's yours? It is going to be the new Wally Land, where everybody's oh. fat and rolling around in carts, and they are fatting people up here with all this stuff. That that has some traction, I think. <laughs> I thought maybe that Bob Disney would come out and announce the Bob Disney Diabetes Foundation. <laughs> 
For those of you who have diabetes. And and eventually, at some point, when, when he pushes Tinkerbell off the castle, she's going to be 300 pounds. <laughs> and that line just going to sag. Gonna sag. <laughs> boing, boing, boing across the ground. Oh, Bob will be so unhappy. Now, let, let's get a little healthier. Disney Springs is also adding a restaurant called Beatrix. <gasps> Potter? No. But it's a neighborhood restaurant and a coffee house featuring grab-and-go market with healthy food options, including vegetarian, gluten-free, and vegan, along with fresh-squeezed juice cocktails. If you'd like to get a little, uh, a little spark into your nightlife, okay. the Edison is going to have a Gatsby night on September 1st. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's so really fun. The Edison is, is very much themed um, like the 1920s Art Deco, uh, located very close to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar and Pizza Ponte. On the night, you're going to be able to see flying aerial performers, stilt walkers, burlesque dancers, and a live band. And it even says you might be able to smoke a rolled cigar. Oh, one of my bucket list things? Not really. You're going to get some complimentary glasses of champagne with signature appetizers. Tickets to the event are 79 per adult. That's not bad. Age 21 or older. That's not bad. No, no, that's great. I mean, I assume that that includes food and drink. So. And you know what I like about it, too? Unlike our, our experience in uh, Hollywood Studios when we did the <laughs> galactic dessert, this one will have no children. Great, correct. I kind of like that. Although the children at our event were bad. No, but they got in the way. They did not. Kind of. The stormtroopers got in the way. <laughs> they they had just, to be They were angry with you, that's all. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back... Get ready for some grim grinning ghosts. They're about to materialize as we talk about the history of the Haunted Mansion. We'll be right back. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Cryptos creak and the tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are not too And we are back. Now on to our main topic, the haunted mansion. Probably, I'd say, for the moment, my favorite attraction in all of Disney World. It is celebrating its 50th anniversary in Disneyland Park. And so all the parks are kind of um, having their own celebrations for it. But we wanted to take a look at the history of the attraction, how it came to be throughout the years, and all the changes that it went under, and all of the uh, things that it inspired, because it inspired quite a lot of things in pop culture. Yesterday. So yesterday. Yeah, what about yesterday? was the anniversary. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, in 50 years. Uh, the Haunted Mansion was first located at Disneyland, but has since expanded to Disney World and Tokyo Disneyland. It took off and inspired Phantom Manor and Mystic Manor at Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disneyland, respectively. So the history of the ride. Disney legend Harper Goff developed a black and white sketch of a street leading away from Main Street with a church and a graveyard 
and finally leading up to a rundown manner. They took this idea, and Imagineer Ken Anderson created a story around Goff's idea. Plans were made to build a New Orleans-themed land in the small area between Frontierland and Adventureland in Disneyland. However, Walt Disney rejected the idea of having a rundown building in hmm. the park. He did not like the thought that amongst all this, these perfectly constructed attractions that there'd be a house purposely looking rundown hmm. and bad. So he and the Imagineers like, came to a decision that said, fine, the house will look good. The inside will, will make look like it's haunted. So the, the out, that's why the outside looks so great huh. and that the inside is, is very spooky. That's a, very fascinating. Good compromise. Mm-hmm. So um, Imagineer Ken Anderson, he envisioned the stories for the mansion. Originally, there was going to be a tale of a ghostly sea captain who killed his bride and then hanged himself. So we kind of get a little bit of that with the opening of the ride, but it's not quite that narrative. Right, because if you look up, there's something that was hanging from a rope. Yeah, a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to be... Mr. Gracie, who is the manor of the house. So um, we, we do still have that. Uh, the original ideas were also going to have a ghostly wedding party with well-known Disney villains and spooks. Eh, no, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they made it its I'm own. I'm glad it's own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the parks, they started handing out posters and promotional materials in 1961 um, that we were, they were going to open the ride in 1963. However, the exterior was actually finished in 63. And the, the ride itself was finished in 1969. There was delays due to Disney's involvement in the World's Fair. And then they had to redesign it a little bit after Walt's death in 1966. So Walt did not live to see this ride open. He actually wanted to pair the Haunted Mansion with a restaurant. So it, it, never, it never happened, obviously. But the restaurant was going to be called Museum of the Weird. And it was going to feature other artifacts that didn't make it into the eventual ride. Hmm. There still have been rumors that float around every now and then about a, a restaurant dedicated to Haunted Mansion, which I would totally go to. Maybe next week we'll hear some rumors. Oh, my God. I don't think that's the secret project. Oh, all right. I think it's going to be bigger than just a I single restaurant. I, did, I, did, I didn't mean D23. I meant our next episode. Oh, we'll have, the, we'll have the lowdown for you next week. Yeah. So this is fun. As they were designing the ride... The Imagineers had themselves like a big store warehouse to keep all of their like projects and stuff. And they had the animatronics there. And one night they forgot to turn off oh, dear. the electricity. Oh dear. And apparently the janitors were so spooked by the running animatronics that they, they left their equipment behind and did not return. Yeah, I, I would too. Because back then, 1966, like think about the tech back then. Heck yes. And it was still kind of spooky nowadays. So yeah, that, that, that bust is following me. There was a big debate whether or not the ride would be frightening, like a traditional haunted house, or enjoyable. So what you see today is a mixture of both of those thoughts. See, I don't see the terrifying in it. I think it's, it's scary for little kids, for sure. It can be very, very scary. I mean, because kids are scared of the dark, number one. Okay. So it's a dark ride, and there's, there's definitely some things in it that are very terrifying if you, if you have a vivid imagination and can be easily spooked. When it opened, the attraction was an immediate success. It was so successful that it opened a version of itself in Magic Kingdom in 1971. And as I said, it was an opening day attraction there. And then Tokyo Disneyland in 1983. The version at Disney World is slightly longer and a little bit more elaborate than the Disneyland version. I I, I miss it. When did Disney World's open? Did you say 1971. 71. Two years shy of your birthday. That's right. That's right. Your day of birth. I was reading here that the... uh, 
one of the reasons why they delayed it when, you know, because they were delayed was because they were working on the uh, New York's World Fair. Yeah. Which would be the Carousel of Progress. Oh, interesting. It's one of our favorite guilty pleasures mm-hmm. at Disney, mm-hmm. Disney World. In 95, uh, they added the very popular player piano feature to the ride. And if if you also want to know something further, um, in some versions, he's playing a Rachmaninoff-styled version of the ride's theme, so Grim Grinning Ghosts, and other versions, he's playing um, like a, in a minor key, uh, the Funeral March. Mm. So it depends on where you're at. Okay. In 2001, you're going to love this, Bob Disney, a newer, more detailed safety spiel. I'm trying to make my way up the stairs. What's going on? Was added to the onboard audio of the Doom Buggy in the load area, featuring voiceover artist Paul Freeze. Well, actually, it didn't, it didn't feature him. It featured his impersonator, Joe oh, Leahy, because he had passed away. Okay. And it gave a bilingual safety spiel as part of a park-wide attempt to increase safety at attractions. Thank God! <laughs> he's, like, he's up the stairs. He's like, come back down. Should I come back down? No, you stay out there, Bob. Okay. Yeah, go get Tinkerbell ready. And also 2001, that is when they first premiered the very popular holiday layover with Nightmare Before Christmas theming. That was at the land. That was at the land, oh, yeah. Man, I would Disney love to Disney World see has that. never done that. It, I would it, love to see it that. It takes a long time. They start, um, I think I read, it, it's something like mid I'll tell you later on. I have it in the notes. Yeah, it takes a while for them to to totally transform it because there's a lot they add. 2007, Walt Disney World's version got an update. 2011, this is is really cool, they added the interactive queue at Walt Disney World. Hmm. That was not always there. So the the things with the the books that move and the, the musical instruments, that got added. 2015 saw the return of the Hatbox Ghost to Disneyland. He was first removed early on in the process because the trick of moving his head to his Hatbox wasn't cutting it. They didn't, right. they didn't like it. So 2015 was when they finally had the, the proper I would like tech. to see that. Oh, I, I would love to see it, absolutely. And also because the one in Disneyland looks very different from the one in Disney World. Right. Yeah. And then recently, 2019, PhotoPass was added to Magic Kingdom's version, and you can get pics via your Magic Band. They are sent directly to your Magic Band without you having to scan it. Did we know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, actually, they they take the picture. This is, this is kind of ironic. They take the picture as soon as they're done saying, please no flash photography, and oh, they take your picture. I remember that now, because mm-hmm. the, it's the last photo. There's a photo on the wall, and it flashes. Yep. And I, That's it. I, we didn't know that until later that that was the actual picture. Yeah, oh. I think it's the, the tiger Tiger Girl yes, picture? I think, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the ride system itself, I love these rides. This is why I love Tower of Terror so much along with this ride because of the setup, right? It's not, it's not just the ride, which no Disney ride truly is just a ride. There's, there's, a, there's always something more. Something. But the fact that you're walking through the interactive queue, the fact that when you go into the first room, there's a, there's a fireplace with, with the changing portrait of Master Gracie, and then into the stretching room, and then into, finally, the ride's actual queue mm-hmm. to get onto the dune buggies. Mm-hmm. So I love that it, it, you're surrounded by that atmosphere for 10 minutes before you actually get onto the ride. Right. makes it seem way more realistic. I think that's why Tower of Terror is so successful. Um, also, Yeti feels the same way right. as well. And Pirates. You had talked about uh, some of the voices. Yes. Do you ha- I have some more names. Do you have names? I, I have a lot on the voices. So let's okay, see. What ahead. else should we talk about? Um, I mentioned that the main character um, is Master Gracie. 
He's mm-hmm. named after Imagineer Yale Gracie, who developed many of the illusions, including Madame Leota. Oh, n- nice nod. Mm-hmm. A nod to the head, yes. So your ghost host that you really tried hard to to. I got it. You did, yeah. I had certain not, not to quite the right words. But uh, this is Paul Fries, who This is really cool. He's the voice of Boris Badenov in the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. That's right. And he was a friend of voice actor Mel Blanc. He, he was, was known as the man of a thousand voices. And he also was the Disney character professor Ludwig von Drake. Mm-hmm. Along with the auctioneer in Pirates of the Caribbean. And he also recorded Dead Men Tell No Tales for the ride. Awesome. The, this voice was almost Walt Disney. He had recorded it, but they went with something else in the end. So you imagine the ride having Walt Disney's voice. What's the first line of it again? Let me tell you. You're going to do Bob Disney? Yeah. yeah. yeah so. um, when hinges creep in doorless chambers. Um, when hinges creep. This is terrible. <laughs> this is not safe. It's too dark. Get some light on. Oh, yeah. I think Bob Disney would like to have the, the attraction fully lit the whole time. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Nothing would look remotely the same, <laughs> no, but you'd be you safe. See, you see all the strings and everything. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be completely safe. Mm-hmm. So this is a cool fact. The stretching room that is like, it's like pre-show two. In Disneyland, when the chamber stretches, you're actually on an elevator that yeah. takes you down below because they are, they're strapped for space in Disneyland. You have to actually go under the railroad, something you, yeah, like that. Yeah, you go yeah. across the street, yeah. So that's Disneyland, but Disney World... They don't have that problem. There's no elevator. The room's roof just grows. And, uh, Paris, I believe, is the same way. Cool. We'll have to go I, explore that. I think Paris is the same way. Once you get past the ride queue and you're in your doom buggy, then you are taken through several different scenes, including Portrait Hall, a floating candelabra in a hallway, moving doors, endless staircases, the ballroom, Madame Leota's seance, the bride's attic, hatbox ghost, that's Disneyland only, the graveyard, the hitchhikers, and then finally a farewell from Little Leota. Mm-hmm. Little Hurry Leota. Back. That's it. That's her. Hatbox Ghost. We, we mentioned he came back in 2015. That was for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. So that was a special thing. Okay. I have, I have more on that. Go I for have it. more on that. Go for it. Uh, the main voice of the singing bus in the graveyard is belongs to Thurl Ravencroft, who was the voice of Tony the Tiger. Very great. And he also sang. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's correct. That was him. And then the Madame Leota inside the crystal ball, uh, uh, the disembodied head inside the crystal ball was the voice of? Eleanor Audley. Who was also the voice of Malefic- Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty and the wicked stepmother in, Cin- in Lady Cinderella. Tremaine. And then she was also on Green Acres. That's the place to be. <laughs> Green Acres <laughs> is the place. So yeah, if you think about that, like think about the Leota voice. Now I, that's all I can hear is Maleficent. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. Now, the actress for Madame Leota was Leota Toombs, which is a great name. She was <laughs> also an Imagineer. And then when they needed to record new footage for the holiday layover, they recorded her daughter. Oh, that's neat. That's pretty cool. That's cool. And that illusion itself is very, very cool. Inside the ball is a like a 3D bust of the head, and onto it is projected the animation. This is a similar effect to the ghost in the graveyard singing the song. Right. And then the, and the, the Buzz uh, the Lightyear. Hall of, the Hall of Bus as well. The Hall of Bus. That's <laughs> you know, the, different. The, the Room of Bus. That's a different me. one. Because th- those, when you first pass the portraits, right. and you see the four or five um, bus that follow you, yeah. th- the tech behind that is they're it's concave. not a bus, it's a concave bus. So it's, it's the inverse of what you think a bus would be, which is why they're able to follow you. It's still super creepy to me. 
Now, one of the biggest illusions in the whole ride is something called Pepper's Ghost. This is in the ballroom when you see the ghost dancing, eating dinner, having a duel. It's an effect that is used in many different rides. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So this is achieved by a projection that is onto a a plate of glass. And then that reverse projection is then what you end up seeing in the ballroom itself. Right. So if you think about it, spoiler alert, if you're going along in your car, below you is where the animatronics truly are. Right. And that projection is what you see as you go past. And that's the same thing with the Tower of Terror when the the mm-hmm. um, the, the candelabra is floating in the air. Absolutely. And it's all Pepper's ghost. And all the, all the occupants of the elevator. Thank you to John Henry Pepper. Pepper's ghost. Mm-hmm. There you go. This effect is also used in the Universal Parks in Escape from Gringotts and... Fast and the Furious Supercharged. We're family. Which, if we have never mentioned, the acting's stellar. We're family. We're family. You talked about the singing busts and, and the voices for that. Now, the hitchhiking ghost at the end of the ride, this also uses Pepper's ghost, but in reverse. So when you pass by, you actually pass by a wall of mirrors. And so the, the ga- you, are, you are reflected in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the, mm-hmm. the projection is as well. Mm-hmm. Now, this was originally going to be a walkthrough attraction, but they thought with, with crowd control and flow, People that would never work. That would never work, because that's what I want to do in the ride anyways. I want to stop and, and, and linger longer to take a look at everything. Right. They abandoned that for the Omnimover system, which is what they call their doom buggies. The cars can rotate in any direction, which lets the Imagineers control what you see and what you don't see. The Haunted Mansion today is still a very popular ride. It's, it, you can get it with a fast pass. The holiday layover continues. It closes. This is probably a reason why they can't do it in Walt Disney World. It closes in mid-August for a few weeks. Mm, some to changes? To get the holiday layover going. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then in early January, it closes again to restore it to its mm. regular state. Now, in Disneyland, they have a, a pipe organ. That's mm-hmm. actually in there, and is the uh, it's in the ballroom scene. It's the same organ that's used by James Mason and Captain Nemo in Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Very cool. That's the, one of my favorite parts. Yeah, the prop was modified to use in the Haunted Mansion. The organs in other versions of the ride are original replicas. I love watching the notes float up. Yeah, they're original replicas. Uh, and then what else do you have? The Phantom Manor in Paris is a reimagined version of the ride. Totally different architecture, and the plot is totally different. It uses a Western plot to fit in with the rest of the land's theming. Mystic Manor over at Hong Kong Disneyland does not reference any departed spirits or the afterlife because of differences in traditional Chinese uh, culture. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you, what you get instead, the main character is Lord Henry Mystic and his monkey Albert. <laughs> okay. They, uh, they stumble upon, I think it's like a chest or a necklace that makes the house objects come to life. Free Trainer Score by Danny Elfman. Oh, I love Danny Elfman. Love Oingo Boingo. Do you know that there is a pet cemetery located outside of both Disneyland and Walt Disney World? I do indeed. And in Walt Disney World, one can see a tombstone for J. Thaddeus Toad, the hero of the park's long-gone attraction, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Huh. I'd never noticed that before. Yeah. To look for that next time. Now, in popular culture... This was made into a film oh. <laughs> with very little money <laughs> founding that too. In the ride, they, they took a lot of original ideas, but it starred Eddie Murphy in 2003. And in the movie, you had Master Gracie, 
You had a Madame Leota. You had not not too much else that was from the ride itself, which was very sad. But you did have the the, the busts that sang. Yeah. There was a scene with that. Um, there was a planned revisioning from director Guillermo de Toro, but this project is currently up in the air because he left the deal. Hmm. So that's, it's probably not going to happen. Wasn't there rumor, I'm actually being very serious, wasn't there rumor at one time that one of the singing busts was actually Walt Disney? Yes. There's one that looks a lot like him, has a, has a very small mustache. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. There was a comic book anthology created by Slave Labor Graphics in 2005, and there's also a comic line from Marvel Comics based <laughs> on the ride. There was a Haunted Mansion video game released in 2003, and the, the mansion itself is the final level in Epic Mickey, which is a very popular video game. Hmm. Madame Leota appeared on the ABC show Once Upon a Time, which was the, the combination of all the fairy tale characters. Yeah. And then, this is the weirdest one, Bare Naked Ladies performed a cover of Grim Grinning Ghosts. <sighs> On a 1996 album, Disney's Music from the Park. When the cryptos creak and the tombstones quake, folks come out for swinging way. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Play it, play it, play it, play it. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Ten seconds, ten seconds. Oh my god. A few extra fun facts that we found about the Haunted Mansion. In the Magic Kingdom version, you'll see the tombstones in the graveyard honoring Imagineers Mark Davis and Claude Coates. They read Brother Claude and Grandpa Mark. Very cool. Oh. The Hidden Magic of Walt Disney World by Susan Vaness, it's a book, reports that you'll find other Imagineer and artist names, including Imagineer Tony Baxter as Brother Dave, Yale Gracie as Master Gracie, as we mentioned, and X Atencio. Wayne Gracie? No, not yeah. Wayne Gracie. X Atencio, who scripted the ride and lyrics of Grim Grinning Ghosts as Francis Xavier. Grim Grinning Ghosts. Come, come to, to socialize. Come to yeah. So if you have any other uh, fun Haunted Mansion trivia for us that we missed, or if you just want to call us and let us know what your favorite <laughs> scene of the, the ride is. For the love of God, is, call us. Please call us. It's 814 314 9482. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we always love to hear from you on Apple Podcasts for review or on Facebook, too. So or on uh, Stitcher. Or on, or on Spotify. Or Spotify. That's yeah, what I mean. we, that's what we, we are also on Spotify if that's your uh, podcast listening preference. We, we love to see you on there as well. And once again, as always, if you need vacation help with your Disney trip, please let me know. I am a vacationeer. I am a licensed Disney travel agent. So you can find me on Facebook at Vacationeer, Kate, or on Twitter. This has been episode 12. We'll see you next week for episode 13. Ta ta. Lucky 13. And hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate.